Hello, welcome along to Gary Talks, brought to you by gkmedia.ie, producing digital content and providing marketing solutions for SMEs throughout Ireland and beyond. I'm your host, Gary Kelly, and today we are joined by President of JCI Ireland, Ronan Nisi, to talk about the future of young Irish businesses. For those who aren't aware of the work JCI do, I think you'll find this podcast quite insightful. But we also focus on resilience being a key to success and how developing our individual skill set and reaching out to a wider support network can really help us survive during such challenging times. Enjoy. This is a GK Media Podcast. So delighted to be joined on the line by Ronan Nisi, President of JCI Ireland. Ronan, thank you for joining us. And I believe that you are indeed a Galway man. Absolutely, Gary. Yeah, thank you for having me first. Uh, I am indeed a Galway man, born and bred. I've heard of JCI in the past, Junior Chamber International, and it's only really in the last few months uh, through the work that JCI Ireland has been doing and certainly doing online that I've kind of gotten a better grasp of the organization. I know it's limited to a certain demographic in terms of age, uh, but can you tell us what is JCI about and how does it benefit young people? Basically, Gary, it's a voluntary organization aged for people between 18 and 40 and a global organization based in over 120 countries across the globe. So it's massive. And what we do is we focus on four key areas. So business, community, international and individual development. What's your thoughts on this word, which is a trending word for the last two years, entrepreneur? Yeah, it's it's an interesting one. Um, it's something that attracts a lot of people, just the idea of being an entrepreneur. Some people you know, obviously go in it for the right reasons, but some people may be a way of defining themselves if they're not sure what path they would like to go at times, you know. But what I've found, uh, particularly as technology has grown over the last number of years, people are, are diving into it and, and, and come across um, a, a potential idea, jumping on that and moving forward, you know, as an entrepreneur and in that space and then and then seeing how things happen, working through a business. I suppose it's different in, in years gone by where there would have been more of a focus and more of a planning element to it and people would have gone through their business plan, gone in, spoken to their bank and there would be a lot more planning around the overall aspect of entrepreneurship before people would have pursued uh, a business idea and opened a business. But I suppose in this day and age, you know, things happen quicker. It's more accessible to people. And as well as that, you know, funding's more available. So you have Enterprise Ireland that provide a lot of great funding to uh, to businesses and to ideas and, and, and startups and that. So based yeah. on what you're saying there, Ronan, do you think that the problem there might be that people know how to brand themselves on social media more so than how to plan and formulate and run a business, that they get the two mixed up or, you know, the, they don't see the line between them? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And there's definitely a line there. But at the same time, if the two are used effectively, the opportunities are massive, you know, so so you have people um, in, in terms of social media and, and, and branding online that have very strong skill sets there and have, have learned them over a short space of time. But then, you know, the, the other side of it, you know, managing the finances and um, 
you know, how to run a business effectively, you know, even down to how to manage your staff and how to recruit and all of that. that that's another side. So, Reeve, the two go hand in hand. You, uh, you have a great formula for success, but I suppose you, you have people diving in at the online end and, 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 and trying to get a business up and running without maybe the necessary skills to, uh, to manage that business over short, medium and long term. Yeah, I remember when I set up my first business when I came out of college after studying film and television, and we set up a film production company. And I thought I knew everything about film and TV as well as running a production company. And I knew neither. And I very quickly learned that to be successful in film and TV, you have to be very successful at running the business. I thought if you knew how to make a movie, the rest would follow. And that's what I learned a lot over the years. And I suppose a lot of it was learned from having your ear to the ground and getting it a bit more streetwise that you can sort of run any trade, but firstly, you need to know how to run it as a business. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, you work in banking. So in terms of working with young people, young business people, how has that relationship developed over the last few years in Ireland between banks and young business people? Yeah, I think there has been a definite shift in sort of mindset anyway from the banking perspective. So you see a lot of young people getting in and people are getting into business now younger and younger and you see some phenomenal people in their teens that are are, are starting a business and getting it up and running and building it to um, to a high level. And the bank, the banking sector in particular, has been more open-minded to that. In years gone by, you know, age probably um, would have been a factor, you know, a, a downside if someone was getting a business up and running out. But in fact, I think in over the last number of years, it's more of a positive. You know, someone younger starting a business, um, if they have the the wherewithal, the the right skills and knowledge. Uh, a strong idea and um and they've a good plan around that the banks in this day and age are very supportive and um would like to drive those ideas forward and provide funding and support and finance do you think it was easier though for banks to support young businesses when the economy was booming because now unfortunately we've seen in the country that you know people who had mortgages approved the green light has been turned off on them because suddenly the tables have turned again you know there's a recession coming yeah that definitely plays a part in it um i suppose the the banks have learned anyway from the past i, I think i think they have it right at the moment gary um in, in terms of uh, the approach um you know in years gone by money would probably have been given out before going possibly before going through the the thorough checks at times but I think they have it right um, and are operating in line with the economy. What's the feeling you've been getting on the ground from members? To be honest, it's mixed. Um, the situation is challenging first and foremost, Gary. Um, but I think it's it's positive in a sense that it's bringing um, a new thinking to people. Um, it's making people think outside the box, look at new ideas, new ways of operating. And, you know, the opportunities have always been sitting there in front of us. It's just been a case of, of realizing you need to take advantage of them now, you know? Yeah, it's just I found it quite eye opening in the last week. I was looking at a list of all the businesses in Ireland which have gone into liquidation. 
mm. in the past seven days and there was it was near enough 50 and there was businesses there that were two years in existence to one that was 84 years in existence there was consultancy firms there was a gym there was a casino graphic design company it just like a wide variety they didn't all fall into the same sector they didn't all fall into the same length of time that they were trading as a business I'd be young enough, thankfully to say, just about to fall into the JCI <laughs> demographic. But I was scared uh, by that data. Uh, and I was just interested to see how aware, we'll say, others are. Or is it the fact of, you know, if it is a, a young business that you're more focused on building that anyways, than kind of looking around, seeing what's going on elsewhere? It, it's something that, you know, if you open your eyes, you can see all the the doom and gloom around the place, particularly in the business sector. I know, I, I know members of JCI and uh, some of my other colleagues and friends that have businesses in the early stages. And, you know, they had that initial excitement of going with their startups and then the pandemic hit and they've had to reevaluate uh, their whole strategy and they're operating now on a day-to-day basis. Um, it's tough. It's tough for people out there, particularly, you know, if you had a certain plan and um, and things were going well, you had begun your business and, and it was operating effectively in, <clears throat> in the early stages. But once again, it, I think it forces people to just, you know, think more creatively about what route their business is going and how they're going to operate with it there are opportunities out there and i think it's not the end of the world if the business doesn't succeed they have many more opportunities if if they have that resilience you know and ultimately i feel that's the most important thing really in business is to have that resilience because you know people fail many times but then the key to success is just battling hard coming back learning from the things that have happened before you know with your business or businesses and how you can improve on that and what opportunities you can take advantage of in the market you know yeah it reminds me of a man that i know who has won quite a few entrepreneur awards over the last few years and he, he has had many successful businesses that he started up mm-hmm. but he's had equally as many failures businesses that just didn't work out and you know, he lost a lot of time, energy and money, and um, but he's still regarded uh, in the business community as an excellent business leader. And the funny thing is, when I was speaking to him, he said he's more caught up on the failures. Now, he says the best thing ever were the failures because he learned from them. But to this day, he's still caught up more on failing in certain businesses than actual his achievements to date, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people that I met through JCI and through um, other avenues, um, a lot of really successful people, you know, household names and that, a lot of them seem to be focused on the things that people, they wouldn't have necessarily been known or or, or renowned for. They'd be always looking, okay, how could I have improved here? You know, this is a mistake I made that I wasn't happy about. And, and, you know, like those are the things that nearly motivate and drive them, you know, Um, and successes can be short lived, you know, they can, uh, they can go through the joy of a success. But then again, the next day, it's nearly forgotten, and and they're back on the grind. And I think it's, it it goes with a lot of successful people, you know, they, they focus on where they can keep improving, you know, golf is 
a sport that I often relate to uh, to business and uh, in, in terms of mindset and that you have people you'd walk off a round of golf and you would see uh, you would remember the mistakes that put that two foot put that you missed on the, the 17th, you know, rather mm. than, um, you know, the number of birdies that you made throughout the round, you know. So, um, yeah, often successful business people do remember the things that went wrong as opposed to uh, th- their overall success, you know. Just bringing it back to JCI, why is there a need for a junior chamber of commerce as such when there is a a chamber of commerce is it that they aren't fulfilling the needs of those in business who are aged between roughly you know 18 to 40 years of age we operate in partnership with the the chambers of commerce and chambers ireland so we have actually four key areas um that we offer to people so the business area is just one of those four and as I said, we collaborate with the Chamber of Commerce with regard to our business activities. So we run different business events in collaboration with them. But we also run our own business initiatives as well. But the other three key areas that we operate in are community, international and individual development. So in the community space, we run different initiatives and activities that aim to make a positive impact on the community. So we get involved with different homelessness initiatives and health, nutrition, sport, a wide range of areas. And then in the individual development space, we actually run different training sessions and academies, um, both locally, nationally and internationally, that aim to develop the skill set of our members. So one example of that would be we run an Irish Leadership Academy every year and we have people attending from all across the country over the course of a weekend and they look to develop their leadership skills in all different aspects. And we also have those international academies that take place all across the world in project management, uh, communications and that. So members of JCI Ireland can attend anything that's happening all across the globe. Um, and there are grants available within the organization um, in which to attend. I think, you know, what you do really enriches the individual and gives them the skill sets and helps them with learning key things like debating and opening up the network to realize we're not just a little island, you know, focus on doing business internationally, networking with international businesses and so on. But shouldn't the Chamber of Commerce also be doing that? Yeah, yeah. Um, to a certain extent, um, they do or, or, or they try. I suppose the Chamber of Commerce, in terms of their, their mission and their focus, is primarily around business. Um, and, you know, the whole business sector is really their focus. So if they don't really focus on three areas of the four that year, that it's more business they focus on as opposed to community, the individual and international, in terms of the benefit for the individual, why does membership stop for those age 41 years plus? Would it not be fair to extend it and make it more accessible because there is a difference to what both of you provide? Yeah, it's it's actually a very good question, Gary. There are benefits. Well, what we do and, and obviously what the Chamber does in terms of beyond 40, our ultimate, uh, I suppose, prerogative is um, to grow leaders, to grow, uh, you know, grow young people and our ultimate goal was to provide skills and, and development opportunities to uh, to young people. So in the past, young people wouldn't have been getting these opportunities elsewhere, you know. 
there are other organizations and other you know activities and courses that people can undertake now but even in schools um particularly in years gone by there wouldn't have been maybe the soft skills that some people are getting now you know through some uh, through the school system in, in in some aspects but you know the the opportunities are growing across across the globe and across different sectors and um and now we, we find we are collaborating more w- with different partners across different areas, you know, with the chamber, with other organizations. But yeah, it, it is a good question. Uh, it, it's probably something that at the age, uh, something that we would need to review from an international level. But, but the way we operate, some of our opportunities are open to people that cross that threshold. And, and we do offer what we call a, a senatorship to people that have contributed as a member and and, and they get the senatorship so, so that they're ultimately a member for life even when they cross um, cross that age but it's something I've been talking to uh, some of the members of the Dublin Chamber of Commerce over the last um, while in terms of how we'd come to an arrangement in that um, when our members uh, cross threshold that there would be a membership across both parties so you would have people, um, our, our members joining the chamber and um, utilizing and their membership opportunities. But then again, members of the chamber crossing over into into JCI. So, so that's actually something that is a work in progress, Gary. And you are alluding to uh, to the benefits as well, raising that question. Very valid. I guess the important thing for people to realize, especially if they are in business at the moment and going through difficult times, is the importance of surrounding yourself with a support network. To surround yourself with those who are in business, with those who have the same challenges, both in business, maybe personally, family-wise or whatever. And to have someone like JCI available where they can help you with your own personal skill set as well as opening doors for you help you with networking these are the things especially in times like now that will help you as a business survive and that's actually one of the beauties about jci ireland is that we have a great support network you know we have our members and people going through different challenges both personally and professionally but we have that network and, and there's always people you can reach out to, people have, that are facing similar challenges, have overcome those challenges and are willing to help and, and, and provide that support and advice to help other people come through those challenges and, and get across the line. Uh, the Business Success Series, Gary, is something that, that we brought in to help businesses during the pandemic. Um, obviously, a lot of businesses are struggling now given the current climate. So uh, our, our business director is involved with leading this in collaboration with the JCI branches from across the country. And um, over the month of July, we are focusing on sessions in, in many different aspects of business. So in terms of um, the whole marketing side, in terms of the finance side, and we have sessions happening every Monday and Wednesday um, throughout that month of July. It has been very successful, this series, and we've had a lot of great people and experts in their field in um, to upskill people in areas that um, that they need help on now in their business. And um, yeah, it's something that has, has worked out very well for us and for the business community. 
Well, that's excellent. Look, thanks a million for joining me on Gary Talks today. I wanted to have the conversation about JCI Ireland because, as I said at the start of the podcast, I really noticed how much work has been going in over the past few months in helping businesses. You've really come to the fore on that, especially online with all the webinars you provided and just clearly stating all the work that you to be doing throughout the, the year and the benefits of the organization. And I think just building people's skill sets and supporting them and helping them and opening doors, especially at an age where, because I suppose it does work better when you have young people talking to young people as opposed to some 70 year old who's been in business for 50 years selling shoes, you know, mm. uh, advising a 20 year old who wants to start up a dating app or something like that, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So well done on all the work you're doing, uh, continued success and uh, fingers crossed for a, a bright future for our young people of Ireland. Thanks a million, Gary. Really appreciate your time. Thanks again to Ronan Nisi, president of JCI Ireland. As always, you can follow GK Media on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn. Gary Talks is also on Instagram. But most importantly, please subscribe to this podcast. Thank you for listening.